Welcome to Recently Logged, where this week we're talking about a movie with that one random guy who played that one random ape in that, like, only one of the Planet of the Apes movies. <laughs> Greetings. Hello. Welcome. Hi. To Recently Logged. Oh my god. <laughs> Every week. Uh, my name is Robbie. Every week we do an intro where we say at the beginning, welcome to recently logged. This, 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 this. And then Robbie comes in and he's always like, welcome I'm to wel recently logged. I'm not, welcome I'm not really welcoming them to recently logged. I'm welcoming them to the segment of recently logged, you know? Well, then do that every segment, Robbie. Every well, that'd be segment. weird. It'd be a little repetitive, don't you think? <laughs> Uh, I'm Micah. And I'm Robbie. You already said that. I know, but I'm just reminding them. So oh, oh, so. The association, you know. We're, we're upping the repetitiveness. <laughs> okay. Uh, this week we are, we're back. Um, we're back. Doing our, our series that we've been doing, our back to school series. Back to school, baby. Because um, people, people are still back to school. People are, people are in school still. <laughs> people are still in school. <laughs> Stay in school, kids. Um... And we're doing the Diary of a Wimpy Kid trilogy. What? And we did Diary of a Wimpy Kid. Um, yeah. <laughs> then we did then we did Roderick Rules. Yeah. Now we're doing Dog Days. We're doing Dog Days. Which is the third and final <laughs> Diary of a Wimpy Kid movie. There was never another one made. Michael, you're really stressing the finality of this movie. <laughs> I wonder why. <laughs> Because it was the, it was the last one. It was the last this one. Is, this is the, that's what you got to do with end of trilogies. <laughs> All right. Well, before we actually talk about the movie, let's go over what the people need to know about the movie. What do the people need to know? I, I guess we're gonna find out. All right. So again, we are talking about Diary of a Wimpy Kid: Dog Days. Dog uh, Days. Which is a 2012 release, rated PG. It's an hour and 34 minutes. Its little IMDb description is. School's out, summer vacation is on, however, Greg may not have the best summer vacation ever. <laughs> what could go wrong? Mm. <laughs> well, it's Greg. It's Greg. <laughs> the, the cast features Zachary Gordon, hey. Robert Capron, nice. Devin Bostick, yeah. Steve Zahn, yes. Rachel Harris, yeah. Peyton Liss, yeah. Grayson Russell, nice. and more. Okay. <laughs> well, those are like those are like the main players this in this movie. It's a stacked cast, man. Uh, directed by David Bowers. Yeah. Written by Maya Forbes Wallace. Yeah. Waladarsky. Oh no. <laughs> Waladarsky, I think, is what I'm going with. Probably. And and more. Hold on. It, it says more. Oh, and then it just says Jeff Kinney. Yeah, Jeff Kinney is the. Yeah. The book author. The author of the book. The literature. The literature. <laughs> not to imply that this movie isn't literature. It was, it was nominated for no Oscars. It was snubbed. Ah, snubbed. Snubbed. Just like all the other wimpy kid movies. What's going on? I know he's wimpy, but he's award worthy. <laughs> Cinematography uh, by Anthony B. Richmond. Hey. Shout out to Anthony B. Richmond for real. Who's worked on Legally Blonde. Legally, that's a great looking Candyman. Candyman, the new one? The old one. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, I, I just haven't seen it. I don't know if it looks good or not. <laughs> and a Cinderella story. Oh, cool. Actually, also Alvin and the Chipmunks, the Squeakwool. The Squeakwool? <laughs> if it's the, the man who the if it's the man who shot the Squeakwool, I have to respect him a little bit, you know? 
Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, cool stuff. Yeah, that's cool, what we're talking cool about. That's production what you, That's crew. what you need to know. That's what you need Unless to know. you want to specifically watch the movie. <laughs> I was about to say, if you really want to know everything about the movie, uh, go watch it, I guess. <laughs> and then do some research. I don't know. I don't know how much information is out there about Dog Days. <laughs> Read the book, I guess. I Ooh, the costumer did Juno and It. Oh, wow. And Best in Show. <laughs> Best in Show. Go watch Best in Show, man. It's a great movie. But anyway, let's uh, get into what we thought of Dog Days. Okay, I also want to throw this out here. <laughs> Set Direction by Mary... Uh, wait, Set Direction? Set Decoration. Set Decoration. That makes more sense. By Mary Lou Story. Okay. Who worked on Final Destination hot rod <laughs> and snakes on a plane i don't know how i feel about that <laughs> hot rod it's a great movie it's got good set decoration i suppose so and I, I didn't take too much notice to it but that's not necessarily saying that it's bad so all right so Robbie, what did you think of diary of wimpy kid dog day it's hard to believe how recent this movie is you know 2012 it's 10 years it's old 10 years old no, like it's that's a decade. Pretty old. I mean, that's old, but like that's like recent history, you know. Recent, dude. What are you talking about? <laughs> like it, it's. If I think Diary of a Wimpy Kid, I think like. But the first one came out in two, like 2010 or something. Yeah, but I think of like 2000s. Like I, I expect this to be like a 2008. Yeah, it came out in 2010. The first one. <laughs> what are you talking about i don't know i don't know it seems weird that like saying 2012 with diary of a wimpy kid it just seems weird they were they they were part of the tens really that's true it's true but anyway yes what did i think of dog days i thought um in reference to the rest of the trilogy i think it's probably the weakest one um but i I mean as we mentioned if you listen to the first two episodes, I think Roderick Rules is, like, fantastic. I think it's one of the best family comedies I've ever seen. And the first Diary of a Wimpy Kid is, like, really, Pretty really solid. Good, yeah. yeah, like, <laughs> unprecedented quality from a from a kid's movie. And, I mean, just, it's a great movie. Um, I also think Dog Days is great. But he it just... Dog Days is great. It just doesn't hit the same. It's still very fun. Uh, I think the cast really does a lot of the heavy lifting here, uh, as with a lot of the other movies, but the screenplay not being as solid here, uh, the pacing being a little wonky here, uh, the cast does a lot more heavy lifting when it comes to the actual moment-to-moment enjoyment of this. Yeah. Um, But I think it is solid. I think it's funny. I think it's fun. I think it does an in- it has an interesting role as a sequel to Roderick Rules and as like the final installment of the trilogy. Indeed. Um, I think it makes for a nice closing for the trilogy, but I don't really know. Like, it, it's a very messy movie, yeah. so it's kind of an odd thing to talk about. But, yeah. but what did you think of Dog Days? Did you want me to give my rating, or did yeah, wait till you were just done? Go on. Here we go. On. Keep going. <laughs> Run the whole podcast. <laughs> Say everything. <laughs> discuss all the points go for it what's your rating uh i rated it a four out of five nice (laughs) uh i similarly agree uh that i think it's the worst of the trilogy just just probably the weakest i still think it's pretty darn good 
Oh yeah, um, no, I still think it's great. Again, I think I think my biggest thing with this is is in fact that um, the biggest thing that carries you through all of these movies is the comedy and the fact yeah. that Greg is kind of an insufferable protagonist <laughs> to follow, but usually in a funny way. Yeah. Um, and and this one is still really fun to watch. It's just probably the least overall funny. Yeah, so it is. It's it, the least funny. It can be. It, it's kind of the most insufferable to watch. <laughs> but it's not that. Like, it's not insufferable of a watch. I'm just saying, like, Greg is like. It's the one where uh, you want Greg to suffer the most. No, it's the one where I want Greg to do the right thing. <laughs> I was about to say, you actually want him to, like, do we've, the right We've thing. watched him for two movies, and now we're like, come on, Greg. Come on, Greg. You can <laughs> do Me it. and Robbie literally just sat there yelling at Greg, like, for most of the movie. Just like, don't, right. don't do that, you idiot. Right. Um, but it's really fun. It's really funny. It's still creative. It has a little bit more of a messy screenplay and, yeah. and structure for sure. Uh, but I actually really like what this does as a sequel to Roderick Rules and as an ending to the trilogy. I think yeah. it's really sweet. Uh, I think they do a decent job of wrapping it up, even though Greg doesn't doesn't change as much as I want him to. <laughs> he's still he. You want a three, reformed Greg? Three movies in, he's still pretty rough. <laughs> I mean, but at least he's like a decent human being now, Micah. Well, you know, here's what I, I put this in my review: he's not completely disillusioned anymore. He knows he's a bad person now. Exactly. Yeah, I was about to say he's aware of his faults. Three movies in, he he himself is disappointed in himself. So that's that's character progression. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I, I really enjoy it still. Uh, I give it a three and a half out of five. Very nice. Very nice. All right. Well, um, thanks for listening. Oh we'll my catch gosh. you guys in the next no, one. No, Rebby, you don't even, that's always our spoiler free part. It's spoiler free. It's, is now it we move into time? the main discussion. I see. Okay. <laughs> Favorite spoiler in the movie. <laughs> Favorite spoiler in the movie's got to be when Rowley uh, knocks out Greg and and ends up going on a killing spree <laughs> because he's finally had too much. He's he's he, Rowley breaks in this movie. He does. He breaks. <laughs> he snaps. He's had too much from Greg, <laughs> and he finally loses everything. It's pretty good. I will say, uh, the Rowley stuff in this movie is quite fun. I mean, anytime Rowley's on screen in this trilogy, we're having a good time. No, Rowley, Rowley's a great character, and he's he's very much like a like a side side character in Roderick Rules. Yeah, he's like he has like almost as much screen time as Shirag. I was about to say, Shirag is on screen for like five (laughs) seconds, and it's sad. Right, man, he's such a fun character. Both of them are. (laughs) <laughs> um, but no, see, Riley being here, I was about to say, you mentioned this while we were watching the movie, mm-hmm. or I think, I guess, after we finished watching the movie, that this movie, despite probably being a little bit messier than the others, does a really, really good job at, like, giving pretty decent importance to, like, all of its side characters and making it work pretty well. Yeah, no, I thought it was interesting, because it, it has, like, six-ish side characters that it juggles with you know like pretty well like i i think it kind of lends to the messiness of this movie which because yeah, you got you got steven's on you've got rally you got peyton list, peyton list. <laughs> i love how we're like back and forth <laughs> between whether it's their real name because I, I was about to be like roderick so we're just bouncing from actor name to character name um but yeah like you got you got like a a pretty good amount of side characters that it dedicates quite a bit of time to yeah no they all have uh, quite a bit of time um and i don't know it's interesting like i would i would think that it would work better than it does 
given how like funny the previous movies are you'd think with more uh characters they could come up with like more well see i put this in my i put this in my review for the movie too i think i think one of the reasons that its structure feels so weird Mm -hmm. is take first diary of a wimpy kid movie yeah first first time in in middle school he is in middle school Mm -hmm. he's got all these new things the entire movie is pretty much spent at middle school where he is learning that middle that he is not everything that he thinks he is in middle school blah 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 blah. like very focused plot yes roderick rules very focused (laughs) plot it's all about roderick and greg and how they interact and how they get along very (laughs) focused plot Dog Days. Dog Days has like five separate little <laughs> plot threads. There is there is not much particularly like there there's a there's an underlining theme of like if Greg doesn't get his life turned around <laughs> and stop disappointing his dad, he's gonna send him to like military school or something. Yeah, but that is not as big of a thing in the movie as I thought it would be. Like right, like his I dad, thought I thought that would be like the big thing in the movie. Yeah, you know? there's a lot of time where his dad isn't even in the movie. Like uh, right. It's just not like, it's not the dialed in kind of plot focus like Roderick or, you know, middle school are in the other two. So the comedy is so like carrying in the other movies because there was literally one goal that the movie was moving towards, (laughs) which allowed it to just, you know, do whatever it wanted with the comedy in that sense. Yeah, it just takes each like scenario, whichever, whatever plot point they want to hit, and they try and milk it for however many jokes they can get. Whereas this movie, it does not have a clear plot. <laughs> yeah. It is all of summer as he's bouncing around <laughs> doing like 50 different things in the summer. So weird. The The rally antics are fun, though. The rally antics are fun. No, I'm not saying that's inherently a bad no, thing. No. I don't think I don't think that is like, oh, that's like a problem inherently in the movie. I'm just saying that's why I think there's overall less comedy in the movie because it can't be held like it's not being carried as much by its comedy and simple plot because it doesn't have a simple of a plot. So it's got to yeah. focus more time on plot and it doesn't have as much time to just do whatever it wants with comedy. Yeah, it, it, it and I think that's why it does fall a little flatter than the other two, um, as we've mentioned. I mean, like, they only have, like, one cutaway joke. <laughs> right? I was like, yay, we're getting more cutaways. But it does have Chirag. <laughs> right? Chirag cutaway. I was happy. I was a happy man. <laughs> that was such a good reveal, too. Yeah. I got married. I got married. <laughs> you, you know my husband. <laughs> Dude. Uh great stuff i i need i uh, man i just need a shirag spinoff right <laughs> where's his spinoff which what's crazy about this too is i, I we we watched um jesse and bunk yeah which he yeah. is in um and he grows up like really fast once he hit like a certain age yeah yeah so it's weird still seeing him in this like i don't know when jesse ran i don't know what years those ran <laughs> Um, because he's he's about. I mean, that, Jesse wasn't on the air very he's long. He's about that size in Jesse. Yeah. But he has grown by bunked. <laughs> yeah. Like and, yeah. and like the growth difference between <laughs> it, I don't know, man. It's weird. You think you think it's weird seeing him still be so short in this movie? Yeah, like... because like I'm used to because like you know bunked is what I had seen him most recent and yeah yeah and you know he's he's pretty tall he's pretty like he he grew up. <laughs> Yeah. Um, and it's weird seeing him in this i will say i've loved his work in this trilogy way more than any of the stuff i saw in like 
the TV stuff he did on Disney Channel. I don't know. I've liked him and everything I've seen. Him yeah, no, he's I mean, fun. He's been fun for sure. But, but I do think this character's better. <laughs> him as Shirag is really funny. Um, but yeah, do you have any questions to questions. To, to continue our discussion? Um, well, we mentioned, uh, that, like, the first two movies were about, like, one specific thing, and this one kind of centers around, uh, Greg and his dad, uh, Greg bonding. Greg his dad bonding. <laughs> so what do you, what do you think of, how, like, how do you think this movie handles that? Do you think it handles it well? That sort of thing. I think on paper, it handles it pretty darn well. Like, yeah. I think, I think... I, I I really love the ending stuff with the dad. I think that's great. Yeah. Um, and I think they do a good job to, and and they've done a good job showing throughout the trilogy, of how like like that that comparison that they're going for for mm-hmm. that that Greg's dad does do a lot of stupid stuff and he makes <laughs> right. a lot of mistakes. Yeah. He's very similar, in a lot of ways to Greg himself. Um. So doing kind of kind of running that parallel of of why, why his dad gets so upset with him mm-hmm. because he's a terrible person who never takes responsibility for literally anything for anything for the entire trilogy <laughs> even when he does the right thing he's just so smug about it mm-hmm. um he he never is a responsible person in the entire trilogy so <laughs> so i think i think that's a really neat thing to kind of show him finally take responsibility that being said I think it's kind of there's, there's way too little time dedicated to it. Yeah, that was going to be my. They needed they needed more time on this man. <laughs> like Steve's Steve's on is great. I love him. Right. And and Greg is great. Like the two of them together have really like the great. This entire cast has insane chemistry. You could choose any two characters and have them carry like <laughs> right. for so long. Any two characters. You could you could take you could plug out any two side characters and do an entire scene and it would be great. Like like that's how that's how well stacked and how good the chemistry of this cast is right um so it's kind of weird to me that they spend so much time on on like i guess the country club stuff Mm -hmm. um which you know i like i like the peyton list side plot peyton list is fun in these movies but at the same time they don't even like they're not like fully focusing on that and they're not fully focusing on rally they're not like it's it's not like he's at the country club and he is actively making attempts <laughs> to to get her attention he is sometimes <laughs> like he does the diving thing no i was gonna bring that up actually that the country club stuff is always it, it felt the la- the least focused of anything in the movie because it's always jumping between yeah like, but he's what also Greg is yeah i was about to, to say but he's also got rally yeah. he's also got roderick they're just kind of hanging out like he there is no clear focus of that so we have all of this time spent at the country club um and like not as much time spent because we have um, with the dad we have all of the stuff where like the mom's like your dad like you are always like my dad's never there for me never spend any time yeah, for me yeah. and you're not spending any time with Greg so like spend time with him and then you have him trying to spend time with him in various different ways yeah. but obviously like you know not actually doing anything Greg would want to do <laughs> yeah. you have that and then it just kind of stops because yeah. Greg lies and says he got a job yeah no i thought it was interesting that it kind of drops that as soon as greg's like i got a job now and then he's like oh okay (laughs) (laughs) it's i mean it's just it's weird i mean and it's a fine decision within the 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 logic of the universe it's a a reasonable not reasonable but it's a reasonable greg decision (laughs) um but like then 
you just kind of like trickle on a couple things here and there. You yeah. have you have the blanket thing with the dog, which was a very good scene. And it was nice to see them again, like working together. And you have like the comic thing throughout. Yeah. And like there are, there are cool moments that are building up for their relationship throughout that are really sweet that I really like. Because again, I really like seeing these two characters together specifically. Yeah. I, like him and Roderick and then him and the dad are like my two favorite character pairings. Right. Um, and I don't know, like they just don't give enough time because then like they're at, they're at the, like he's super disappointed because he lied about the job and then they're at the wilderness explorer thing. And then, you know, he's yeah. trying to defend him and then like, boom, he stand he like, he takes responsibility. Like it just doesn't feel like there's much, I don't know. I, yeah, no, I was going to mention cause like for it being like the supposed kind of core of the movie. Core of the series, my yeah, my reading as like the core of this movie and like the final conclusion to Greg's story, it it would it it seems like they don't dedicate as much time to it as they need to. Yeah, and it's not even (laughs) because there's a lot of time spent on it in the movie. It's that they don't, while they're spending time on it, give it the importance that I think it needs, like the the thematic importance that I think it needs. Yeah, um, because again, like they just kind of run through the motions there at the end and you know because greg greg's dad spends like the entire series yelling at greg essentially. yeah yeah so the one time when he like doesn't yell at him and you have that but like it's a good as beat. much as <laughs> as much as i don't like melodrama i wanted that like a little bit more mm-hmm. before we got like really greg feeling the burn of <laughs> you know actually having his his father be disappointed in him not right. just not just being like greg how could you but actually just being like i i actually thought you were growing as a person and now you've just proven to be doing something even worse yeah um and no i i mean i get what you're like, saying get a little bit more of greg feeling that because i feel like greg does not greg's just he instantly goes into like planning for <laughs> like like you know scheming essentially yeah, yeah scheming again to make sure he doesn't go to the to the reform school <laughs> i will say the reform school great bit no, like the reform it. school stuff is amazing <laughs> the tracker oh my goodness <laughs> i dude. don't sneak out anymore thanks to the <laughs> tracker around my ankle my parents know where i am 24 seconds dude that scene is so good all the background stuff right i was about to say uh, that comedic masterpiece 10 of 10 no complaints yeah so i don't know like it's still really it's it's very satisfying to see greg take responsibility and that's the thing i think if you watched this movie without seeing the rest of the trilogy it wouldn't hit as well like i mean obviously that's a good thing as a sequel but like i i think that also speaks to kind of they don't dedicate as much time as they need to to the ending of this because yeah. like i was like oh that's so nice and sweet but i was like if i was watching this for the first time like with no context i would be like um okay <laughs> cool <laughs> yeah, he, fi- he finally takes responsibility but it's yeah but it, like it only feels like oh finally yeah exactly you've seen all of yeah you've seen all of them for this it's just kind of like oh yeah he yeah takes responsibility so, yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> cool sure he was lying 
you can't help but lie, man. Like, dude, Greg, <laughs> I swear, he needs man. therapy. He, he, he needs lies something. through. He lies so much. He just lies for no reason sometimes. Right? <laughs> he is a pathological liar, literally. <laughs> he needs therapy. Okay, so I was gonna ask. Oh, since, well, since I, had, I had another. Question. Oh yeah, I had a okay. question, but um, yeah, yeah. We'll wait for yours. Okay. I was gonna say since we just. Because we were going back and forth yeah. on the question. Yeah. Uh, but I was going to say, since we talked about the relationship with the dad, what do you think of the continuation of the of the Roderick stuff? Because I, I, I liked the Roderick <laughs> That's actually stuff what I was going to ask about. <laughs> Darn it. <laughs> well, I, I was going to say, like, since there are, like, a few main side characters, I was just going to ask um, what you thought of the other side character. Well, yeah, I was, was going to ask about Roderick yeah, specifically. Yeah, because, Roderick specifically. Um, you know, it's interesting because he's such an antagonist in like the first couple movies, yeah, essentially, until they until they start to get along and Roderick rules. <laughs> um, so it's cool to see. Like I don't know, I thought it was just really neat to see kind of the progression of the story and see them still not be like a hundred percent getting along, but like kind of be like allies essentially yeah i was about to say that consistently helping each other there are so many good roderick scenes in this movie in every movie really (laughs) dude the end the the sweet 16 oh my gosh that's so funny uh but yeah now um what did i what was the question what did i think yeah like what did you just think of the progression of like roderick and greg's relationship as a series i think this is maybe one of uh, probably the second most fun Roderick movie. I mean, obviously it's hard to top Roderick rules, yeah. um, but the Roderick stuff here is really, really funny because it's the hardest Roderick is trying at doing anything. You know? Right, right. He's not, he's, <laughs> he's not, actually putting in effort. He's not just sitting around being an antagonistic force. He's actually actively trying to do something. <laughs> um, yeah, no, big it, it, it makes it, it makes for a really fun side plot. I really like the Roderick stuff in this one. And um, all, I don't know, all of the emotional beats and stuff with Greg work really yeah, well. Yeah, I was going to say, I just, I don't know. It's yeah. really satisfying to me right. to like see Greg just be like, okay, I'll help Roderick get in here. And, and exactly then, and then oh i'll help him get this gig and then like roderick <laughs> being like oh i'll help you do these things exactly yeah and then be like uh, like like when he came in <laughs> and like warned him about the stuff in the mail i was like oh that's so i don't know that's so like sweet i right. don't know i'm touched micah micah's crying <laughs> in the club with the roderick scenes in this <laughs> it was just i don't know man after I don't know, like i think that's a really like a real big testament to to what these movies are oh, yeah. doing on a whole that I care that much about like their <laughs> weird side relationship because they right. have like no actual time to do anything together in this movie, just side bit stuff. Yeah. Um, and like the different times when they end up like hugging each other, <laughs> like it's I don't know. Micah's like I'm I'm crying over here. <laughs> that was like me watching Ambulance. I'm like, why am I crying at Ambulance right now? It's the it's the brother it's kinship. The brother, it's the brotherhood stuff. <laughs> darn it crying at the regular show again <laughs> uh but no i just think yeah. i think that was like a big testament to to how well i think the character arcs work throughout this absolutely um, and i think i think i'll probably stand by that either roderick or greg is like the best written character in this series yeah <laughs> and like i don't know man the cast is actually like like i i know people joke about this cast because but like it's genuinely it's genuinely such what, a good i can't cast. think of any better casting than this <laughs> like right. like just for 
there there's no this is like the best case scenario casting. I can't believe like that this would, cast exists. I would put honestly. this casting next to like any iconic <laughs> casting you can think of. Like like no, like seriously, 100% because the way they worked with this cast and if I'm not mistaken from I think like the Brown Table video series he did on this, he talked a lot about how um they had the cast spend like a lot of time together. Like the especially mm-hmm. the um Hefley family. Yeah, yeah. Like, they had them spend a ton of time That's together funny. to try and get the <laughs> chemistry, like, to work with them as you a family. You can tell, man. Um, and they did the same with Rowley and stuff. And <laughs> Rowley? Like, for the first movie, Rowley spent, like, like if I'm, if yeah, I'm remembering yeah. correctly, the cast just, like, essentially practically lived together for the time that they were shooting these movies. Makes sense for something like this, especially when you have a largely, like, underage child cast, you know? Yeah. But, like... And it just pays off so well. The fact that these are all, like, pretty darn young actors. <laughs> the comedy acting and, like, the the way they... The relationships and the chemistry between everyone works. Yeah. It's just... It, it's amazing. <laughs> I will say this is probably the weakest Rowley movie, which is why it's the worst of the trilogy. <laughs> <laughs> Rowley just doesn't have anything to do. Yeah, he's just... He's not as funny in this one, you he know? Breaks, he breaks, Remy. He breaks. <laughs> he, he lies. I was He's about to say too much. That that is a really good bit, I think. Um, but a lot of Rowley's other stuff in this comes off as kind of He's not an active force in the movie yeah. at all. Even though he even though like Greg spends time with him, he's not an active character force. I was gonna say it comes off as kind of a like someone else's interpretation of Rowley's character. Like it doesn't feel like the same thing as the other two movies, like the same sort of yeah, even even the stuff with the family is yeah. kind of like it it comes it gives a different vibe. Yeah, that's it's like the same, but it's like different. It's like a different writer is writing Rally, you know. <laughs> even though I'm pretty sure it's the same writer. It probably team. is. It probably is. Um, but that's what it feels like, you know. Yeah. But like yeah, I, I still stand by the fact that he just doesn't have any active character motivation for the entire thing, so he's just not like because even in Roderick Rules, where he's, like, more of a side character, for the bit that he is in there, he does have character motivation. Yeah, I was about to say, he's got, like, the talent show and everything, and his relationship with Greg, and he's got, a, he's got like, an understandable motivational force. And this one, he's just, like, bringing Greg to the club. Yeah, he's, like... <laughs> and that's almost his like, entire role. He's, like, hey, Greg, want to come to this? And Greg's, like, no, you suck, I hate you, that sounds lame. <laughs> and then he's, like, okay. okay. And then Greg's, like, wait. Peyton List is gonna be Peyton there. List. <laughs> I'll show up. It's funny. Uh, Greg's. T- I will say I liked um some parts of the like rally at the pier stuff. No, like, I thought I think stuff think it's fun. It's fun for sure. I just didn't enjoy um a lot of the f- his like family stuff. Like I thought it was fine, but it wasn't nearly as funny. Well, yeah, as it's I just wish not it was. as funny. Yeah, like like yeah, all of the pier stuff, all of the stuff in that is fine but they never pull off it being as funny as it was in any of the I was about movies. to say if they'd have done the pier bit in like I don't know one of the other movies or some some other plot where it factored more into like what was happening I think I would have enjoyed it a lot yeah, more because I think again that comes to the fact that like there is not as clear as a motivation for any of these characters mm-hmm. so like why why does so you have like this stuff where Greg like ends up like sending the emails and yeah. stuff and like hurting all like like being you know a terrible person to all of them yet <laughs> As again. Usual. Um, but like we have no motivation for this. Like like usually when he's doing something, 
he's usually doing something as part of his scheme. He schemes so much to try and get whatever he wants. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say, um, I, usually he's like... I mean, his his stated goal at the beginning of this movie is to have a, a great summer, uh, is what it says. Yeah, but that's I very know. vague. Yeah, it's very vague. <laughs> and he and he goes he goes with them, and he's just kind of there because. Yeah. And he is like uncomfortable, but like I don't know. It doesn't make sense. Like they've had sleepovers before, mm-hmm. and now he can't stand it enough to do this while sleeping with him. Yeah. Like it's just. It, it doesn't fully click. Yeah. No, I was about to say, if I, if I could cut anything from this movie, it would probably be that subplot. Just because it doesn't really add much of anything. It gives Rally something to do. I was about to say, which is sad, because I love Rally. Yeah, I was about to say, I love Rally. Like, he's one of my favorite characters in the whole trilogy, but, like... But, yeah, the Pierce stuff, it just isn't... It's just, it's the most disengaged I was the entire movie. Yeah, because it just, and, and, and that's a lot of the stuff in this, and that's, it all comes down to very similar problems for why overall not everything is quite as engaging yeah and i mean i still gave this a four out of five i think a lot of it works really well um just like i keep because the other two movies are so good i keep envisioning ways that this one could be better (laughs) um because i i still think this is an incredibly solid movie yeah do you have another question another question my question was going to be about uh rally's stuff but we kind of already brought it up (laughs) Yeah, we've tra- we transitioned from we we ended up talking just about the side characters. Yeah, um, I guess what do you think of Peyton List's role not only in this movie but I guess in the trilogy since this is kind of the conclusion to that. You know, we haven't really so, talked about her that much. Yeah, I think I think it's funny that she's just not in the first one, and they have that weird reporter girl. Right. <laughs> I think that's kind of funny. I thought that was kind of um, funny. But I think she is a fun inclusion, but I don't think she's given as much characterization as I would like. Yeah. Which is fine in the first one because she's not really, at, well, like the first in one. In Roderick Rules. In Roderick Rules. The yeah. first one she's in. Uh, which is fine in Roderick Rules because, like, she's not really that much of a character. Mm-hmm. She's just kind of like, Greg's like, wow, she's hot. <laughs> and then she, he's like, I'm going to be an idiot <laughs> and you know it, it, it drags it, it keeps the plot going yeah yeah um, it's a it, it's more of a fun bit in yeah that one um whereas this one it's kind of an active thing um yeah i was hoping they would give it a bit more gravity in this one and like i like her character and they gave her moments in Roderick rules too like where he like she actually emotionally connects with greg which i like yeah um so i like that it like builds more um but as, like, relationship stuff go, like, the relationship stuff in this movie, mm-hmm. it's very weird. Because, yeah. like, yet again, uh, she's at the country club. So we have the country club stuff. And really, that's kind of Greg's expressed main reason for still going to the mm-hmm. extent that he is. Um, even even breaking in once the peer stuff with Riley. Yeah, yeah. Um, like, you know, he's there for her. But yet he spends shockingly little time with her while he's there. Yeah. Um. So, like, there's just not that much time that he spends with her. Um. You, the scenes that they do and the times, like, she seems very friendly. And I, 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 mean, I like how they, I like their chemistry together. I like especially the, tri- like, the trio of Rowley, Greg, yeah. and her. But they, do, they don't do anything together. Like, there's mm-hmm. not, uh, again, at the country club is one of the most just, like, nothing really happens kind of places. So they never have any, like activities they're doing together they don't have any they don't have like a classroom setting to give them focus they don't have a school setting at all so they're just like 
he's like there she is standing over there and her sister just keeps like miraculously cutting off any time they would have together right um so like it's fine and i like that they end up like she ends up like holding his hand in the end that was that was nice that was sweet um yeah no i i was gonna say i thought the last scene was like but like i feel like they don't i feel like they don't give enough time to show why she would like him this much like i know she's emotionally connected with him and she tries to see like the good in him despite him being this (laughs) i was gonna say she like she's like the best case scenario for someone interacting with greg but very understanding person but at the same time like i wanted like more (laughs) more of the reason why yeah she would go through all this like just like chemistry of them together like because if they if they actually actively get along well as a relationship or something then fine but 90 percent of the time greg is with her he's being an idiot because he's trying to impress her it's like punch drunk love but like if barry was a terrible person (laughs) (laughs) so like i feel like greg almost is never himself actually around her which leads you to not really know why she would really care this much i guess no that was good that was that had always been my like biggest problem with her as a character in the series is i'm not i'm never really fully convinced like why she would be interested in greg at all other than to just be polite you know (laughs) yeah and i mean greg never does anything egregiously awful to her no but he does stuff to rally consistently (laughs) and she's friends with rally (laughs) supposedly very good friends with rally (laughs) it's funny (laughs) But yeah, no, I, I was going to say I like her characterization in this movie. I like um, like the Sweet 16 scene and everything. It's, it's yeah, nice. no, I like I like their conclusion, especially yeah. the fact that like it kind of shows the three of them hanging out at the very end, because mm-hmm. like that's that's what I wanted to see. I wanted to see like Greg, her and uh, Rowley just like being middle school friends in summer. Micah just wants another fun-loving middle school adventure (laughs) with Raleigh and Greg. You know, but... Don't we all? Greg Greg is, like, upping the ante on how much he can do to mess stuff up. Right? There's, like, high financial stakes this time, you know? Uh, Dude, my biggest thing with when watching this movie, I'm sitting there and he's lying about having a job. He tells his parents, he's like, I got a job at the country club. Which, like, Which, <laughs> what? R- Roderick was right. That does not pass the smell test. Right. If his parents would have thought about that for five seconds, why would they hire him at a country club? Country club. <laughs> There's literally no reason. Right. And they, they serve alcohol there, so he couldn't. Um, but it's whatever. Uh, then on top of that, he doesn't have any money. <laughs> right. Like, like I, I kept waiting and I thought this might be how they revealed, like how he got like liar revealed essentially. Yeah. Um, is that his dad or his mom or something would be like, Oh, you can use this with all of that money. You're working, <laughs> you're using because you're working there every single day. Right. He keeps going every day. As you're far there as we know. All day, every day. <laughs> so where's the money? Where's the money, Greg? So Show I kept, me the money. So I kept sitting there being like, Greg, try and get a freaking job so you can at least like have money, please. Um, so it's, it's He didn't do it, Mike. He doesn't do it. He ups the ante by lying about something that big. 
that's that's crazy while also stealing from rowley's parents technically right not even technically dude he's just straight up stealing and breaking (laughs) breaking in multiple times like he stops being rowley's guest so he's just straight up breaking into the country club and then breaking roderick into the country right this man will be banned from life (laughs) or for life i I was about to say they're going to kill him like he has been banned from life (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the country club people take it very seriously they they will kill him but yeah no i it's it's a lot of stuff like that um that kind of drags the whole thing down for me um which i don't know yeah, like, these are, those are very small like things like if you talk about this in the in the guise of like a comedy movie you're like whatever you know yeah like if you haven't seen this movie and you're listening to this or if you have and just think it's like a stupid little movie you're probably like why are you guys thinking about this so much <laughs> right um and the only reason we are is because again roderick rules especially and even the first one are just really shockingly so well put together yeah. and most of that especially the first one comes down to their simplicity yeah um and this one does not have the simplicity of the other two yeah it's it's very uh convoluted or at least a lot more convoluted than the first two are um but i was gonna ask uh what did you think of the like uh camping stuff in the rangers subplot i wish there was more time put mm-hmm. to it honestly yeah because i think that was finally like something that like could I have thought, been a really nice emotional... I thought it was gonna be like a gold mine for comedy and also like a really good way to progress yeah. the dad and Greg dude stuff. all of the images and stuff that I saw from this movie I thought he would be at like a summer camp or something with his dad <laughs> like I thought there would be I thought that would be yeah, like the yeah. whole movie was was stuff like that um so I was kind of shocked at how little it was in there yeah there's only like um, five or six scenes that they dedicate to it so yeah i kind of wish there was more of that because again it would have been great for comedy mm-hmm. um the return of shirag the t- return of shirag yeah Shira- <laughs> shirag's there fredley's there rally's there fredley dude like like it's a great it's a great place to get all of your actual greg aged side characters um like together doing comedy and actually giving him an area to connect connect with his dad exactly both of them feel pretty inadequate in in the woods right so that gives them again something to bond over should have been like a swiss army man <laughs> with greg and his dad i hope not they like get, swiss army well not exactly like swiss army. <laughs> <laughs> well like that that where they get like stranded in the woods for a scene or something like that yeah no like something like that would have really benefited this hilarious. movie because it's really it's really fun to see the two yeah. of them work together yeah like the one scene with the dog that they get is like great i love that scene (laughs) it's a fun scene it's really fun to see them be on the same side the little cutie stuff is so fun the little cutie stuff is great (laughs) the stupidest (laughs) comics in the world and it's fun to see them be like yeah these suck together yeah like like again they have always been at odds throughout these entire movies but this is the movie that specifically makes you feel it this is the movie that specifically puts in your face that you should feel bad about how like how bad greg is for, <laughs> right like, and disappointing his his parents essentially this is the one where his dad takes an active effort to try and be a part of greg's life <laughs> right and greg just kind of throws it all in his face and more dude i swear <laughs> i'm like show your father a, th- a shred of respect please just a tiny bit you don't have to like what you're a sh- doing a shrivel of respect just just show human decency <laughs> greg does not have human decency he doesn't he just shows it consistently throughout the series right 
Um, <laughs> so yeah, I, I would have loved to have again, like like a moment where like yeah, they get lost in the woods There's or something like or maybe that, like you know? Greg gets injured or something. Yeah. Since they specifically brought up that he got injured back back in the day. Yeah. Like just something to to really drive home a little bit more before again we get to the Greg gets back up to it. like like okay here's I got it in my mind here's how you do it second half of the movie first half of the movie you play it pretty similar yeah you cut it down a little bit get it a bit more concise with the country club stuff mm-hmm. um, have a little bit more time spent with Rally and Peyton List specifically okay. country club with just them <laughs> Roderick can be there too whatever just just. Can cut it down keep it concise no peer um <laughs> uh you have all of this you have greg lying go blah, blah 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 midpoint he gets caught okay um everyone's mad at him again blah yeah. blah, blah blah he was lying to peyton list he was lying to greg he was lying to his dad <laughs> typical greg behavior <laughs> <laughs> wow. um so now he's got to go to a like like a probably like a week camp Mm-hmm. He's got to go to this weak wilderness explorer camp with his dad, and his dad is very disappointed with him, very kind of standoffish because he's just had he's had enough. He's yeah. just disappointed in his son at this point. <laughs> um, and you know, you can have the military thing as kind of like a joking background thing mm-hmm. for stakes. Yeah. Um, then <laughs> you spend this time having. Plenty of time for a the thing I was talking about for Greg to actively feel bad about what he did Remorse. because because his dad will be have more time to be disappointed like more time to actively show that he will be like upset by this yeah uh, more time to show that he may not be giving as much responsibility to Greg um, more time to just you you know kind of show that Greg should feel bad for this that he's truly done it this time yeah um, and then. After this rest time and kind of a little bit of bonding, so let's say they start to bond again over this time, they get together more, they they start to really connect over something, maybe like how bad they are at camping mm-hmm. or an injury or something, yeah. and they bond it and they connect again, <laughs> and it's great. But then for our final act, we have Greg be like, I've got a scheme again with him making fun of it. Like he's gotten away from his scheming the entire time he's yeah. been there. And now he's like, I got to have another scheme, uh, which you're like, no, Greg, no, don't do Greg. it. Don't scheme. <laughs> and then he, he says this terrible ant idea, which is Dude, a bad idea. That idea sucked <laughs> from the moment it came out of his mouth. Why and, was Fregley on board? <laughs> and you're like, how did Fregley get the ants? Um, anyway, <laughs> he's, he's like, yes, let's do this. And this time he's like, it's for my dad. We got to do it. So, so yeah, like, but you, so it's a bad idea but you like get it he's got it. he's doing it for the right reasons um, <laughs> and then the entire ending plays out the same okay um but then he's finally like no i will take responsibility for this yeah boom <laughs> that's how it should have been that was a really long way to explain like drop some stuff in the first half add some stuff in the second half. no you don't understand <laughs> that's it that would be a perfect movie perfect movie i 10 fixed 10. it <laughs> pretty good give me give me give me the footage i'll i'll edit it i'll fix it in post <laughs> fix it in post i'm gonna shoot like three new scenes in post yeah it'll be fine we'll de-age them cgi something uh but yeah i don't right. i don't really have any other no like, I but like like i think that like right there was literally that talking sums, about yeah. like the big problem that sums up pretty much everything i had to say about it i think it's really fun and again 
that I'm judging it kind of off the pedigree of like your given family film, which this still looks oh, man, amazing. This is, mi- this is miles ahead of like <laughs> half of your like Disney Channel family films and like I that said, people are used to. It's really like we keep pointing to it, but it's really the cast that's carrying. Yeah, the there's series. there's so much sincerity. Yeah, it's genuinely looks good half the time. Like it's, the set direction, yeah. the way the cinematography, like it, it like it looks good. It feels good. The cast is outstanding. <laughs> This one, even if it's not quite as funny, it's is not still too... really funny. Yeah, I was about to say when it does do a joke, like it's usually really funny. <laughs> like it's it's a good movie. Great movie. I loved it. Um but yeah. Not quite to the tier of the other ones, but still great. The only reason we're probably harping on any of these issues <laughs> as much is simply because of the other two movies in the trilogy. Absolutely. Um but I love I've loved this trilogy. Yeah, no, I was good. I, I said when we finished it, I'm like, when are we going to get like the 4K uh, trilogy set for this movie? <laughs> like, wh- I'll buy that. Why, aren't people, why do people why aren't people more like more people talking about this? Well, that's the thing. Anyone I know who's like seen the, these movies doesn't like them very much. And I don't know why. That's really weird. It's very, very solid, like comedic filmmaking. Maybe maybe we just need a, a comedic renaissance. You know, we need a return of like good comedies yeah i don't know like i genuinely think like like actually genuinely think a roderick rules is like one of the best comedy it's like fantastic. family comedies i've oh, seen yeah. easily diary of a wimpy kid is a <laughs> very great. very solid movie yeah. that sets up things very well delivers very well and is funny with a great cast and mm-hmm. again all of them look good and this one is a good ending to the trilogy yeah. with solid character moments and Absolutely. funny stuff like i don't get disliking any of them i mean like i could see it not being your scene but i i couldn't i couldn't see watching these movies and not at least acknowledging how great the cast is and how like well shot they are and everything like that like there there's certain technical elements that i couldn't ignore even if it wasn't my scene you know yeah i don't know it's very uh, it's weird i'm weirded out by it but yeah, very good uh movie, uh very good trilogy. I think overall like it's a solid like eight or nine when it, when it comes to the trilogy you know yeah i think if we i think if we average out because you gave four to both of them right I, I gave four to the first two and then a four and a half to roderick rules so it would be a four overall yeah um which is why i said it which but i gave it a three and a half four four and a half so yeah it'd be a four yeah <laughs> So yeah, it averages out to yeah a four star tr- trilogy, yeah. and I think that's that's a great trilogy. It's pretty accurate. I, I I just don't I don't know. Maybe maybe we're crazy. Maybe these movies are trash. This, and... These this, these are the uh, episodes and takes that get a deplatform us, Mike. And no one believes us when we say a movie's good anymore. Like I just don't. I, I don't know. I don't get it. Maybe one of these days I'll watch the fourth movie. Ugh. It, it... No, it's not a fourth movie, Revy. <laughs> It's not the fourth movie. It is a fourth adaptation of Diary of a Wimpy Kid. It is a, it is a, re, it's a reboot. <laughs> a reboot. Oh, man. They did it five years later five with a years? different cast. My goodness. I do want to see it mostly out of like morbid curiosity, but I know it's probably going to suck. <laughs> Just just because they don't have the same cast. Like, the that cast was half of it. 90% of what makes them so good. <laughs> but we'll see. Um, but anyway, that that was a, a good discussion about Diary yeah. of Wimpy Kid Dog Days. Again, I give it a three and a half out of five. And I give it a four out of five. All right. Uh, thank you guys for listening to this trilogy. Yeah. Uh, let's get into um, our What We Watch segment. Let's do it. All right. 
so for those of you who do not know or are new to the podcast or have never cared to listen this far, uh, the What We Watch segment is a little, just a little thing we do, a little special treat on a the end, nugget. Uh, where we talk about all of the other movies we've watched since the last episode, <laughs> briefly share our little thoughts, a little rating, <laughs> a, little a little, just a little, a little nugget of a little bit of everything. Yeah, really, just get a little bit in there, you know. <laughs> Uh, so we're going from the we're going we're going from the twelfth September twelfth baby September twelfth twenty twenty two on which we watched um, Village of the Damned Village of the Damned but if you recall on September eleventh we also watched Village of what? the Damned that was last that was last episode why would you watch the same movie twice but it's Micah. not the same movie <gasps> it's the John Carpenter remake they remade Village of the Damned I know what that's crazy. They got John Carpenter. <laughs> Legendary horror director. <laughs> um, yeah, the non-British Village of the Damned. Quite yeah. good. But not, not great. <laughs> that's how that's what I would have said about the other one too. In fact I rated these the same rating. I loved the first one. I liked this one more it was than the first not one. Not as big on the nineties. This one, one this one hits a little bit more of what I would want from a story like this. Okay. Uh I thought the the first one was a little boring. This one I was not bored, even though it is longer. <laughs> right, it is longer. I you can you can feel the runtime for sure. You can feel the runtime in the other one's seventy minutes. That's bad. <laughs> I like this. <laughs> I liked it. But anyway, um, Carpenter's Village of the Damned easily the worst I've seen of his stuff. But I oh think, yeah, for I, sure. I think this is what the second or no third, third because we watched the fog. Yeah. Um, and I still think it's pretty good. It yeah. has it has a signature visual style which looks really good. Like mm. again, with with both of these movies, I will agree with one of the takes that I saw, and especially why I think I like this one better mm-hmm. is that for the first half of this movie, you get all of the stuff that really makes Carpenter a really fun horror director. Yeah. That he really gets how to do atmosphere of locations and people and oh, yeah. mysteries and like all of that's really great. And then the kids get born, and that's how I feel about <laughs> that's how I feel about the first one too, mm-hmm. honestly. Yeah. No, the shift and honestly like the back half has always been the i think is always going to be the weaker half in village of the damned unless you're just really really good at doing this type of form yeah like like i think i think the mystery and everything and the way and especially the way carpenter handles the town in this is a lot more interesting than the weird mind control glowy eye kid i said i said this one feels a bit more ambitious and i think that's a little to its downfall i think it comes off as a little messier than the 60s one i don't know i thought they were both pretty messy but i did like i did like the alien stuff in this so i very cool i give it i give it three stars i give it a three and a half i thought it was see and you ended up rating it higher than me which i think is funny (laughs) because i I think i liked it. it more than you i did like it i just i like the 60s one better i think it's better See, i gave them both three stars uh it's funny then on the 15th uh we watched lion king one and a half certified banger honestly bread sword classic <laughs> a bread sword classic. certified bread sword classic <laughs> shout out to bread sword furry i honestly can't remember if i had seen this in its entirety before i think i had at least seen part of it before yeah we had um, watched we were younger part of it before yeah at least and we'd also we've also seen part of lion king too <laughs> kind of bad <laughs> uh, but one and a half um a lot better than i remembered it being it was very fun and it's so funny it's funny it's, it's fun it, surprisingly inventive it rides the line between being like cringe and really good <laughs> cringe. And, it, and it lands on really good yeah um it's probably one of the best uh, prequels i've ever seen yeah i don't know it's very simple it's very nice it's funny the cast they got like 
the whole vocal cast back save for a couple people yeah um and i don't know i i really loved it i don't have too much to say about it though uh yeah i mean i i admire how ambitious it is i i admire its creativity i love um like some the facial expression yeah i was gonna say the animation and stuff is so good like very expressive even though you can tell it's a lower budget than like lion king um, it still looks great, and it's really funny. I yes, like yeah, okay, I will say this. Uh, <laughs> I'll say this one thing, because I agree with what Breadsword said. Um, A, that it was, like, the smartest decision in the world to recycle songs for this, because <laughs> nothing they would have written on a smaller budget would have compared. Oh, no. But also, recycling songs allowed them to probably have more budget for animation mm-hmm. than even most yep. of the prequels and sequels and, you know, just the direct-to-DVD stuff. So this movie ends up... It's like up best case scenario, Looking pretty honestly. good, yeah. Um, <laughs> I give it a three and a half. I give it a four out of five. I thought wow. it was great. Good stuff. Then what did you watch, Rebby? Uh, on the morning of the 16th, I watched The Beast with a Million Eyes. Oh my gosh, how did it get so many eyes? Which isn't as metal as you might think it is. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, it was pretty good. It's a 50s, uh, very low-budget sci-fi movie. Um and if you don't mind spoilers for a 50s movie that no one's ever heard of um, it's 70 years old it's the, fine. the titular beast with a million eyes is just like some little guy <laughs> he's like he's like a foot doll it's so funny <laughs> but yeah i really liked the um i really liked the like costuming and design and stuff of him he was really fun um, and I liked the character drama. It was good, and the sci-fi stuff was cool. So I, I had a good time. He thought it was a good time. I wish it was a little more polished. That like that's honestly my biggest criticism of it is that like a lot of the horror sequences, especially, just don't have enough polish to really hit the way they should at all. Um, but it was fun. I liked it. Um, I gave it a three and a half. Nice, nice, nice. Very nice indeed. Uh, then on the 16th, we watched Scooby-Doo in Where's My Mummy? Where's My Mummy? Um, Who's to say? Which I, I'd, <laughs> we went to a used uh, CD store and I found yeah, two Scooby-Doo baby. movies I didn't I hadn't seen yet. And I'm trying to watch all of these so I can do a video on them in October <laughs> which is it. rapidly approaching <laughs> uh, but yeah and I still haven't even finished my Moonrise Kingdom video where's my mummy I haven't up? even recorded I need to do that where's I'm my mummy record today actually <laughs> um, anyway where's my mummy the Shyamalan um, of Scooby-Doo <laughs> It's it's fun it's fine it's fun yeah it's it's not the worst I it's not it. the best it's still vaguely racist as as all scooby-doo movies movies are in in another country (laughs) when they go to another country it's always a little racist but you know sign of the times i guess it's just i don't know it's part of scooby-doo's dna which is not good yeah still um i don't know it's not my favorite mystery i think the side plots don't work very well in it and it just kind of ties together but the twist at the end very very cool third act in general is very cool yeah for Um, sure and it was fun yeah i give it a two and a half uh i give it a three and a half wow star (laughs) more then on the 17th we watched bj novak's 2022 movie his debut into directorial debut uh vengeance vengeance Uh, a cool little movie i have i've thought nothing but pleasant thoughts about it since i've watched I it i honestly expected it to be really bad so did i <laughs> like, no offense to bj novak um but like 
hearing that the one of the main creators of the office was gonna do like a western kind of thing about like journalism i was like okay this is gonna be really bad no specifically <laughs> about podcasting sound... really. yeah <laughs> um but yeah no it was not it was... only that but it's like it, it is actively got comedy attached to it yeah i um, was like oh no but it was good it was actually like a really thoughtful um like engaging movie I yeah think. no i think it, i think it's beautifully shot um i think it's fun it's 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 not as it could have used another screenplay writer i think yeah i think it's a little self-serious and on the nose yeah it comes off as kind Um, of like i don't know you can tell it had one screenwriter yeah but especially like a first time one time (laughs) screenwriter yeah um but it's very fun it's very i don't know it's 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 a very pleasant movie to be in which yeah. to to curate an atmosphere that's just nice to be in for a first time like debut of directing i think is really impressive and i really enjoyed the ending um and the mystery so yeah yeah i i admire what it had to say like socially and um a solid flick yeah no i was very good i said it was like um no country for old men for npr people <laughs> exactly uh i <laughs> gave it a funny. three and a half uh, i gave it a four and i was just rating everything higher than me <laughs> apparently also on the 17th uh i watched windfall windfall um great movie which you know it's first time watch um, first time watch baby and uh you know jason seagal jesse plemons lily jesse collins plemons. come on that's that is a stack that was cast. enough to sell me on, <laughs> on the movie right uh, but i really love the, what this movie is doing it's very weird to me because this movie is like pretty generally disliked on letterbox yeah it was kind of panned um people are like oh this thing is this thing is trash this thing has no <laughs> substance all it's got is some nice looking shots and i'm like dang i loved being in this movie right. i could have sat in this movie the for atmosphere so long. i loved the, the like, character dynamics and the progression of the characters yeah, are amazing i love the economic um, and political stuff that it does yeah, too the the depth of the stuff of like you know you don't fully know what jason seagal is doing here is he is he here to help somebody is he here for selfish reasons as he here just because it leaves a really cool character mystery knowing nothing really about his character yeah um and it and it builds around in such a unique way to watch these characters progress in all of their different little emotional arcs i, I love how scummy jesse plemons is in this right movie. he's so fun to watch be a terrible person right like this movie i don't know people are saying it's got no depth i feel like it's pretty in depth with its character work right? i loved it um, and it's very simple it's at, a, it's at a one location which is very nice for this movie mm-hmm. it feels like like ravi said it just feels like a very classical style movie yeah no it feels it feels i said it feels like a 40s drama or something that they happened to make in the 2020s i really loved it i don't know uh i gave it a, i gave it a four out of five yeah i mean um, i didn't watch it this time but i had seen it before so. on a physical release i'd buy that in a heartbeat oh yeah for sure um and also like just a side mention i finished harvey birdman attorney at law and watched the like comeback special weird thing that they did in 2018 uh, Harvey Birdman, Attorney General. It was like the most fan servicey thing I've ever seen in my life, uh, and I just wanted to shout it out. Uh, Birdman, weird show, um, and the special was kind of bad. I gave it a three out of five, <laughs> but not it, like I say kind of bad, but it was like still fun. Like I don't know. That's how I feel about a lot of Birdman as like a as like a show. It's it's bad, but like also enjoyable. It's I don't know. <laughs> it's weird. 
But anyway. <laughs> Up next on whatever day we watched this on uh, <laughs> the yesterday, whatever yesterday was, the uh, we watched Scooby-Doo in Arabian Nights, the other movie I had picked up at the used store. Crazy. And I had heard nothing but terrible things about this and the fact that it wasn't really a Scooby-Doo movie. It's not. And in fact, <laughs> it is not really a Scooby-Doo movie, and it's pretty terrible. It has Scooby-Doo on the cover, but that's about as far as it goes. <laughs> uh... I do not think it's very funny. I think it's even more racist than almost any other movie taking place in another country. Yeah, um, for Scooby-Doo stuff anyways. Well, yeah, for Scooby-Doo. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, it's, I was about to say, I've the, seen more racist in the Scooby-Doo canon, movies than this. Uh, I think it's kind of lame and rips off Aladdin. And also, it does not use the Arabian Nights stories for anything interesting at all. And is bad. I love how it labels the Arabian Night stories as so boring they'll put this man to sleep. Right? I, like when they said that, I was like, dang, the disrespect. Which, disrespect. by the way, the same trip, the same trip while I was out <laughs> buying and I bought this, I went to Barnes and Noble and bought their collector's edition of the book Arabian Nights. So I was like, this was fresh in my mind of like, man, the book is great. And I was like, dang, this this is disrespectful <laughs> it's kind of funny uh um, there, there are a couple funny things in it but like really it, it just... has it has the hannah barbera charms but outside of that it's pretty worthless there's, in my there's, eyes. it's literally doing nothing on a story level yeah. absolutely nothing on a story level and it's mostly not that funny um there's there, there's, there's some, some good funny stuff. things the yeah. cyclops is really funny i was about to say there's some good like bits and side characters and stuff but it's actively one of the worst Scooby oh yeah no it's, it's easily one of the worst scooby-doo movies i've ever seen um yeah so i gave it a one out of five i gave it a two and a half i didn't think like obviously it's not good but i didn't think it was actively bad like it was i thought it was actively bad it was enjoyable to a point like i was going between two and two and a half and i was like you know what i'll give it the benefit of the doubt and give it a two and a half <laughs> not great um but yeah another scooby-doo film then also on the 18th that very same night from a from a purchase of that very same day when i bought scooby-doo and arabian nights <laughs> watching uh, all the movies <laughs> we watched boy and the world boy which i bought on blu-ray which i was very happy that i found somewhere yeah um i really love great movie i i really love this it. was our second time watching um, unless I really, you watched it again i really appreciate everything that it's doing this is very much my stylistic style like of a movie it is this is, this is something that i would want to make i would if i had seen this movie before you i would have been like that was cool but this is much more micah's vibe than mine <laughs> um <laughs> And apparently, you did not read it very well the first I, time. I don't know what I don't know what it's I was on when I watched when I watched it the first time. I did not gather that the man throughout the story was the child, the boy, yeah, the titular boy, the titular boy in the world. <laughs> um, but that adds a very cool dimension to the movie that I did not pick yeah, up. Yeah, it's like it's got a lot of thematic. It's like stuff. the whole There's point the of the movie. Yeah, I was about to say it's very. <laughs> it's the emotional core of the. I'm, baffled by this i really love this movie i love what it's got to say i love how it's 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 topics on the the industry destroying family it's like first reformed for children it is this is my this was this was my first first reformed baby's first baby's first first reformed they start them young they even have a scene where they cut to uh real life uh, right flashing images of uh terrible stuff of for the environment i will say not quite as good as first reformed but close <laughs> yeah, i don't know it's, it's pretty close i mm, i rated them the same 
I did not. I gave it a half star lower than that. I gave it, yeah, I gave it a five out of five. But I mean, a four and a half is still very good. I just, I don't know. I, with something like this, something as overtly like politically charged, and it, it really lacks a lot of subtlety. Um, I really need the emotional core to kick ab- in the for abstract, me. The abstraction of the way the no, entire no, it's story good. delivers, it's I think, good. I think, makes up for the fact that the story itself is very, yeah, it, in your face. But I just never. It didn't connect with me the way I feel like it needed to to justify Dang. a five for me. Yeah, see, I cried the first time I watched see, I it, didn't. I didn't. and then I almost <laughs> cried the second time I watched it. <laughs> so yeah, it it just wasn't. It just didn't connect with me as much as I wish it did. Um, but, but it's still okay, very. Here's very what good. you do, Rebbe. You watch it in a room, a dark room, <laughs> alone with headphones on. There you go. Watch it like that. Although I will say the motion smoothing on our TV killed Oof, killed the it animation. Sucked. It's it it butchered it man i was like every, the frames like chopping like I they were i was smart like TVs. no smart tvs are the death of cinema it's I think. true <laughs> i hate to say it but it's true but yeah boy in the world i give it a four and a half definitely I recommend it a five you watch five. it if you can find it watch it yeah it's a it's, sure. it's hard to find i got the g kids release got, so. the g, got that g kids release <laughs> hook me up with the g kids <laughs> Uh, but yeah, and then um, later that night we watched Diary of a Wimpy Kid oh, yeah. Dog Days, yeah, which, which we just we, talked about. We just were. Uh, uh, but yeah, that's that's what we watched. Um, since our last episode, Letterbox has introduced the feature where you can change posters for if movies. If you pay a million dollars, if you pay a year. one million dollars per year, you can change the posters. <laughs> which Robbie does. And I was like, heck yeah, I'll change the posters. <laughs> so I just since we're like a Letterbox themed podcast, I figured should give it a shout out because okay. i thought it was I thought check, it was a cool feature go check out robbie on letterbox also i started buffing out my imdb and tmdb profiles if you want to give me a follow on either of those Nobody follows people on imdb what you <laughs> yeah mean? people do some people <laughs> um but yeah I, okay fine you can cool. find me on letterboxd as as micah or uh games underscore things i am the one the little the the rat ratatouille rat uh, if you type in micah m-i-c-a-h i'm the second person to pop up on letterbox um i'm just at robbie grayway on almost everything so if you need to track me down you can or just go to robbiegrayway.com and all my uh, social links are there if you need to find me yeah games underscore things is my app yeah um but anyway thanks for listening and uh we'll see you in the next yeah episode. we don't know who don't knows what's in the store no one knows micah not even us. We're about to hit spooky season, <laughs> spooky. so oh, we had a we had a series planned for spooky ooh, season. We did. I forgot about that. I need to. We need to do some shopping. I <laughs> got to get our hands on a lot of these. <laughs> well, I mean, they're all streaming, but oh, are they? Okay. Yeah. Well, then we have nothing. But anyway, them. bye guys. <laughs> yes. See you next time. <laughs>